to Rejoicing Heart Ministries. We hope everyone is having a great day. This is Robin Donna Litwin, here to encourage you with the Word of God. Today we have a teaching about understanding promises that are written in God's Word. Our reading is from the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 24, verses 35 through 39. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knows no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day that Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came, and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Today's teaching is called Eternal Promises. These verses were written by the Apostle Matthew, and they are a quote right out of Jesus' mouth when he was here on earth. Jesus was in the middle of answering a question that the disciples asked him about the signs of the end of the world. Jesus was explaining the signs to them. Some of these signs were false prophets, iniquity, or in other words, sin shall abound, which means it will be getting worse. The gospel will be preached in all the world for a witness to all nations, and then the end will come. Jesus also said there will be tribulation like the world has never seen, and false prophets and false Christs will show lying signs and wonders that will deceive even God's elect people. Jesus explained that he will come back in power and glory with light in the sky like lightning from as far as anyone can see from the east to the west. These things are not a complete list of what Jesus said, but it leads us into our reading where Jesus said, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Jesus said that only God knows the day and hour this will happen. No man and no angel knows. Jesus continues in our reading, telling everyone that when the end comes, it will be very much like when Noah was here, where people were marrying, getting married, eating and drinking, and being consumed by worldly lusts that caused them to be completely unaware that there was a flood coming that would kill everyone. Jesus' return will be exactly like that, where many people will be completely oblivious to his return, as explained by the Apostle Paul in his first letter to the Thessalonians, chapter 5, verse 2. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so comes as a thief in the night. This was also written by the Apostle Peter in his second letter, chapter 3, verse 10. These things are written as a warning to everyone on the earth to understand many things about God and His plan. One reason they were written was to be a warning for you to understand that if you are not saved by receiving Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you will not be going to heaven. There is only one way to go to heaven, and that is through Jesus. The Apostle John quoted Jesus telling you this in his Gospel, chapter 14, verse 6. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father but by me. This is proof that Jesus is the only way to eternal life in heaven. Another reason these things were written for everyone was to make it very clear that God's word is true and it will never change nor will it pass away. The heaven and the earth will pass away and we will have a new heaven and earth but God's word will live on forever. This is one sure thing you can count on. Here are two scriptures to confirm this. John chapter 1 verse 14 says, And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This says Jesus is the word that became flesh. Add to that Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8, which says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today, and forever. 
with just these two verses alone, you know that the Word will be the same forever because Jesus is the Word that became flesh and He will never change. To stamp a confirmation on this truth, we show you that God honors His Word because He cannot lie. Paul wrote this in his letter to Titus, chapter 1, verse 2, In hope of eternal life, which God, that cannot lie, promised before the world began. Now you know that God's word will never pass away, and that God honors his word because, if God said it and he cannot lie, it is a fact. There is no wavering with God. God said it, it's done. God's word, itself, tells you about the awesome promises that are written in it. The Apostle Peter called them exceeding great and precious promises in his second letter, chapter 1, verse 4. The Word is filled with so many promises that you could spend your whole life learning about them and still never know all of them. Here we share some of what we have learned about the promises of God. Paul's second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 1, verse 20, talks about how God honors His Word. It says, For all the promises of God in Him are yea, and in Him, amen, unto the glory of God by us. Paul wrote that all God's promises are yes and amen. That means that he honors every promise and seals it with his approval in Amen. Let's look at some of these promises. The first promise and most important that you should always consider is God's salvation. Many people understand forgiveness of sins through Jesus dying on the cross and rising again, but they do not fully understand there are many other wonderful things encompassed in Jesus' salvation for us. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved through faith. And that, not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Saved in this verse, in the Greek, is called sozo. And it includes more than just forgiveness of sins. It is an all-encompassing salvation, which includes forgiveness of sins, healing in your physical body, and deliverance from evil. When you look at Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8, you should see your salvation through Jesus in a whole different way. When you receive Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, you not only get forgiveness of sins, you receive perfect health, as much as you can receive it through the Word of God, and God makes a way for you to see deliverance from all evil. This is not saying you will never have any problems in this world. Jesus explained this when He was here on earth. It is quoted in John chapter 16, verse 33. These things I have spoken unto you, that in me ye might have peace. In the world ye shall have tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. Here Jesus told you that you will have peace if you are in Him, which means if you are a believer. But, He continued on to say, you would have tribulation in this world. This means you will have trials at times, but as He continued, Jesus stated that you should be of good cheer or be happy when these trials do happen, knowing that He has overcome the world. When you believe in Him, you have overcome the world too, because He lives inside of you through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Salvation is the most important promise for you to understand, because the worst sin you can ever commit is rejecting Jesus as Lord and Savior. So if you have not received Jesus as your Lord and Savior, receive Jesus now by doing what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 10 verse 9, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. To do this, first, you have to believe Jesus died and rose again. Then, you have to confess it with your mouth. When you believe it in your heart, it will be easy to say it, because Jesus said in Luke chapter 6, verse 45, For of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. The next promise we can talk about is the promise of perfect peace. 
Jesus was called the Prince of Peace in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. Here again, having Jesus as your Lord and Savior empowers you to have perfect peace through Him living in you through the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul spoke about God being the author of peace in his first letter to the Corinthians, chapter 14, verse 33. For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace. The prophet Isaiah spoke about this peace in his book, chapter 26, verse 3. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusts in thee. This says God will keep you in perfect peace if you keep your mind on him and trust him. Keeping your mind on God is as easy as reading the word, praying, and singing to him on a regular basis. When you do this regularly, you will get to know Jesus through the Holy Spirit, and it will change your life by giving you peace, purpose, and understanding. The prophet Jeremiah spoke of God's plan for you which includes peace and an expected end referring to salvation through Jesus. Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God has a plan for you with a positive and peaceful expected end. The only thing you have to do is keep your mind focused on him and you'll see it in your life. The Apostle Matthew quoted Jesus saying this in his gospel, chapter 6, Verse 33, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. God adds all things to you when you seek his kingdom and stay focused on him. The next promise is healing. Jesus healed every sickness and took all pain and suffering in his body on the cross. Peter's first letter, chapter 2, verse 24, speaks of what Jesus endured for our health on the cross. 1 Peter, chapter 2, verse 24 says, who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed. Peter wrote that Jesus bore all the sins of creation in his body, and by the stripes he received, you have been healed from all sickness and suffering. This was a prophecy that Isaiah spoke of in Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5. But he was wounded for our transgressions, he was bruised for our iniquities, the chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Jesus healed you when he died and rose again. To support this farther, Jeremiah chapter 33 verse 6 says, Behold, I will bring in health and cure, I will cure them, and will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. And in Psalm chapter 103 verse 3, it says, Who forgives all thine iniquities, who heals all thy diseases. We only shared a few verses about Jesus healing you, but there are many verses that tell you this in the Holy Bible. One thing you should always know is that it was never God's plan for creation to suffer, but God made a way to take all the sickness and suffering away, and that way is Jesus. Another promise that God gave you in his word is prosperity, right here, right now. You can be rich if you understand what the word says about prosperity. We get insight from Job chapter 36 verse 11. If they obey and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasures. This says you should obey and serve God to have prosperity and pleasure in your life. This prosperity comes through obedience to God's word about giving. Always remember when you give, you are honoring God by helping others through love because God is love. Giving plants a seed for you to see an abundant increase back to you through what you gave. God promises that you will reap a harvest when you plant a seed through giving. 
Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 explains this, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. This says in due season, if you do not give up on what you believe and you continue being obedient in your giving, you will reap your harvest. The Apostle Luke quoted Jesus explaining it this way in his gospel, chapter 6 verse 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down and shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. This says you will see an abundant return on your giving, and it will be proportional to the amount you give. The Apostle Paul confirms this in his second letter to the Corinthians, chapter 9, verse 6. But this I say, he which sows sparingly shall reap also sparingly, and he which sows bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Give abundantly, receive abundantly. Give sparingly, and you will receive sparingly. When you are considering giving, Always remember what Paul wrote in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7. Be not deceived, God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap. You will reap what you sow. Sowing and reaping not only applies to money, but it carries over to everything in life. If you are friendly, people will be friendly to you. If you create problems for people, people will create issues for you. Sowing and reaping is a law written in God's word. It is true and unchanging. Everyone heard the saying, what goes around, comes around. That is just another way to say, you are reaping what you sowed. In closing, remember this one thing that is most important to your future. Don't be unaware of the salvation through Jesus. Make Jesus your Lord and Savior because it is a promise from God that Jesus will return like a thief in the night, as in the days of Noah, and many people will not be saved. Don't be one of them. Now, there are many promises in God's Word that we are only able to share a few. You need to get into God's Word yourself to learn about them, so you can have them inside of you for you to see the salvation, peace, health, and prosperity that God promises to everyone that believes. We leave you with one last verse about God's Word and promises never failing from the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verse 8. The grass withers, the flower fades, but the Word of our God shall stand forever. Father, Thank you for all your promises being yes and amen. Help us to know and understand your promises better so we can put them into our hearts forever. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Thank you for listening to Rejoicing Heart today. If this teaching has blessed you, please consider becoming a monthly partner to help us increase the ways we are proclaiming the word of God. This is easy to do. Just visit our website at rejoicingheart.net. We thank you for your support. We leave you with more encouragement from the Apostle Paul from Philippians chapter 4, verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always, and again I say rejoice.